We're speaking with Robert Howard. He's a CEO of Grand Junction Incorporated in San Francisco. This is a company that uh, helps uh, local couriers uh, do business uh, by providing uh, technology and software, I think, uh, to help them uh, track and, and uh, account for uh, the goods that they're handling. Rob, thank you very much for joining me. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. You've uh, been saying that you expect the market for local delivery to grow dramatically in the near future. Tell us why and how much you think couriers might benefit from uh, the trends that you're seeing in the local delivery market. Yeah, I mean, the existing local delivery industry is pretty big as it stands, probably about almost $20 billion of uh, a business that goes through the existing local delivery industry. But there's just a lot of uh, pressure around same day, uh, really e-commerce and Amazon really driving that. And uh, really the only way to pull off a same day delivery is to, is to do a local delivery, is to deliver from a local store inventory or a local warehouse. So, you know, my view is that the pie is getting larger. Uh, for local delivery, and that's a good thing. And uh, the question is, who's going to win uh, as that pie grows? And there's a bunch of startups, small companies like uh, Postmates and Deliv, and larger ones like Uber, who kind of have their eye on the prize for uh, the growth of local delivery. But I do think the local delivery carriers themselves will also benefit from the rise of, of same-day e-commerce. Yeah, these are companies that uh, have built a, a business, uh, let's say, primarily by serving co commercial customers, right? And now we're seeing the demand for delivery uh, coming from the residential side. So what adjustments are they making that, uh, to uh, take advantage of this? That was a good observation. The history of local delivery industry is uh, it's about a billion deliveries a year, mm. but the majority of that is business-to-business -business delivery. And uh, sometimes it's complex. Sometimes it requires a scan or two-person, you know, in-home delivery. So there's it's good flexibility there. But when you enter into the consumer world, um, the expectation is a little bit higher. You know, the quality of the driver is more important. The uniform is more important. And uh, providing some of the new technology, which is uh, a GPS tracking where the driver is or the ability to do a survey about the quality of the driver, becomes more important. So. For the local delivery companies, it's great because they have a good density of deliveries today to start from, but it does raise the bar as far as technology requirements for them to, to be viewed as a successful local delivery company. Mm -hmm. One of the things we, we've written about a little uh, is the uh, idea that uh, couriers might work more closely uh, with LTL carriers in order to uh, arrange for final delivery. Do you see that uh, happening? For sure, especially for large items, uh, it's really important. You know, honestly, as a consumer, a delivery experience of having a, a truck and trailer pull up in front of your house and, and leave the item on the curbside, that's kind of old, that's old school. It's not acceptable, you know. And, and the LTL industry historically does a curbside delivery, and then and they don't really like to get out of their vehicle to do that that in-home part of the, of the project. And local delivery companies do that, so seeing more and more LTL providers kind of dropping freight off at local carrier's docks. And then the last mile carrier, that local carrier does that, uh, that local delivery, very high touch, high consumer delivery. And, um, and I think that's good. So in general, LTL is carrying more larger item freight because people are buying more larger items online. And uh, that means they have more challenges at the last mile. So I think there's a good partnership emerging 
between the LTL carriers and local delivery companies. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell me how significant you believe the demand for same-day delivery is. Um, some of the parcel guys uh, uh, that we've talked to don't believe it's uh, um, uh, high demand right now. Uh, it's price sensitive, uh, so they don't uh, don't see a need, perhaps maybe to move quickly in this area. But certainly, many of the startups that we see are are specializing in, in very fast uh, same-day delivery. Um, are you convinced it's uh, uh, a significant market today and, it, and that will continue to grow? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting um, phenomenon here. So I don't, I don't think consumers are really the ones pressing for same-day delivery. I, I personally, even though I run a company that does 30 or 40 million local deliveries a year, I actually don't crave same-day delivery. It's it's different. It's just that it's that Amazon is setting the expectation for same-day delivery, right? Yeah. And and that is interesting, where the competitive environment is actually pushing this higher service level, as opposed to the consumer pushing it. But what happens is once you experience it, once you go to Amazon, you order in the morning and it's delivered that afternoon. You know, you're gonna go back there and do the same thing. Why would I go to Staples to order? Um, some paper and and not see it for three or four days when I know I can get it that very same day. So so it's a competitive force I think that's pushing same day delivery, and it becomes the new standard. And I think a really important point here is that Amazon's pushing it because their economics are so strong. You know they have such incredible volume. Uh, they can build routes and they can do uh, relatively low cost same day delivery. Whereas it's really hard for other retailers to do that because they don't have the same level of densities. Their prices are a lot higher. So it's a competitive advantage for Amazon. They're not going to back down on it. Uh, they're, they're expanding their same-day delivery dramatically. And since they have such a significant piece of e-commerce, it becomes a really important trend for every other retailer to try and figure out. And I do think there is a, there's a little split here. There's this on-demand delivery you know, where you deliver uh, in one hour, that's expensive and it will always be expensive, right? That's a premium service level. That will not be the standard out there. More standard will be order in the morning, get it in the afternoon. Uh, that's a very low cost delivery. It's what Amazon offers today. It's kind of where other retailers need to get to, I think, going forward. Mm -hmm. So is it fair to consider Amazon to be a a logistics co uh, company today. Uh, uh, we know they have um, um, the ability to do some deliveries on their own, but they largely uh, still rely on the postal service and the parcel carriers for, for those deliveries. Uh, are, is that going to change? I don't think it will change. They're, they're growing so fast. They're growing, you know, 40% a year. And any one of those companies just mentioned UPS, they only grow, you know, single digit percent a year, right? So. So Amazon has to use everybody, uh, and they are. They're using the Postal Service, they use UPS, FedEx, they, uh, they use their own drivers, uh, which is an interesting new phenomenon. Uh, they also work with the existing local delivery industry, a couple hundred million deliveries a year using those guys. Mm -hmm. So they're so big and growing so fast. I, I think their focus on logistics is, uh, I don't think they're going to have a, uh, a system where they're competing against UPS. They need UPS, right? So they're not going to go out there and offer an alternative to UPS uh, because what they have is, is pretty unique. I, think. I don't expect them, even though they're buying aircraft and buying airports and things like that, 
they're doing that for their own purposes to, to widen their own competitive advantage. And uh, I don't think they're doing that to try and disintermediate any of their delivery partners. They're doing that because they're protecting their growth. Uh, my, uh, but how does that help them to have these assets, the, the air capacity, the, the ground fleet? Uh, how does that benefit Amazon directly? Well, the air capacity in particular is an inventory balancing strategy for them. They, they want to make sure they're not out of stock of items, of critical items. So if they have a warehouse in one part of the country that doesn't have items in inventory, they can use the airplanes to, to balance their inventory between those facilities. Uh, that's the primary use of the air, air uh, the airplanes, and and when they find um, an area where they don't have vendors that they really trust or are really great, they will step in on their own and start to provide their own services. Um, there's a difference though between doing your own logistics and then offering that logistics platform out for others to use, and, and there's a big difference. I I don't think Amazon will offer for others to use their airports and aircraft. Um, it's, it's a proprietary logistics system for themselves. And if they think they can do it better than a third party, they'll do it themselves. I see, yeah. So, uh, understand. Okay. Um, yeah, very good. Well, one more question for you then. Uh, many people wonder uh, about the potential for the use of drones or other forms of automated delivery vehicles. Um, what what are you what are you bet, betting on in terms of uh, what we're going to see in the next uh, five ten years? Uh, will this become a reality uh, and part of the, the delivery landscape in the future? I think only in limited ways. I think that drones are going to have a really hard time doing deliveries in urban environments, and then in suburban environments, it's just unlikely local communities will allow you know buzzing drones to deliver to individual residences. So I, I think that that. Uh, replacing the delivery driver is pretty unlikely. I do think there's a, a possibility where they can be used to do fulfillment uh, to um, local distribution centers from centralized distribution centers, things like that. So they can, they can identify specific flight paths that are used over and over again. Um, just imagine a, a, a container from a tractor trailer uh, on a large drone and it comes every hour into the local distribution center to replenish uh, product. That could happen in five to 10 years if the FAA figures it out. I don't think drones are applicable to individual consumers. Oh. Autonomous vehicles, a little more likely. You could see a possibility where that autonomous vehicle shows up out front of your house, you walk out, a door opens, you pick up your package, and, and, the, and the autonomous vehicle drives off. Uh, yeah. Not quite as good a delivery experience as someone dropping it at your front step, um, but it is a potential lower cost uh, environment because the driver is very expensive compared to uh, an autonomous vehicle. Yes, indeed. All right, Rob, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. It's fun times in, uh, in local delivery, so uh, thanks for the opportunity to talk about it. I agree. Thank you.